0: Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Relationships are ideally meant to be exciting, fulfilling, and enjoyable. So why are so many struggling to attain the levels of satisfaction with their love that they know exists? Is it possible that there might be something in the way of your happiness? Could the fulfillment that you so badly want to experience in your relationship be easily received if that obstacle was removed? Today I'm going to be talking about the insidious belief that can kill your relationship slowly and keep you from feeling fulfilled. So if you've ever felt that your relationship has more than it could be and you want to maximize the potential of your partnership. Then listen as I help you get rid of the expectation that holds your relationship's fulfillment hostage. Hello, Creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you back to another episode of Create You. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I am really hoping that you had a wonderful Valentine's weekend filled with lots of love and and you made some connection with your spouse, your loved ones, and you were able to elevate that quality of love in your life and your relationships, I certainly hope that it was everything that you hoped for and planned for. And, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is the reason why we focus on love and relationships in February. It just seems like a natural thing that the world does together. And, Since I field more questions about love and relationships than almost any other topic as a life coach, I thought it would be good to spend the month of February focused on relationships. So we're heading into the last part of our month and today we're going to be focusing on an insidious belief that can kill your relationship. I know you're thinking, wow, that sounds super dramatic, Jeremy, but insidious just means slow acting. It means something that can start small but finish large, and it can do you know damage over time if you don't understand it, become aware of it, and eradicate it. So that's what it means to be insidious. So today we're going to be focusing on an insidious belief that can kill your relationship and how to get rid of it so that you can have a more fulfilling love life. So there's nothing on this earth. That will accelerate your personal and spiritual growth more than a relationship. Now, I know this to be true for my own self, but I've seen it happen with so many people. There's an underlying understanding that we should all have that if you really want to accelerate the process... Of becoming more of who you really are, then get in a relationship. Get in several, you know, have different types, different levels of relationships. But the closest relationship we can have is with a spouse or a significant other, and it really accelerates your personal and spiritual growth if you allow it to. Why? Because relationships magnify human emotion. They magnify it. So they take it and put the magnifying glass on it. And then they amplify the human experience. So every experience we're having, if we're sharing it with someone, becomes amplified, becomes even better. It has more power and more juice to it. So that's why relationships are so awesome when they're working and they're so difficult and draining when they're not. Because relationships dredge up our deepest fears. They dredge up those fears of not being loved and not being enough. And they have the potential. They also have the potential also to fulfill our greatest dreams. The dreams that we have that we want to share with someone that want to amplify those experiences in our hearts and minds. They have the ability to do both things. And being loved and the experience of being partnered with someone who has your best interest at heart and that will be with you no matter what comes your way is something that simply cannot be matched, which is why so many of us are looking to be in relationships with one another. It's hardwired in us for companionship, for love, and for belonging. There's something deep inside all of us that needs to be loved and accepted and feel as though we have a place to belong. And for many of us, that deep longing leads us into relationships with one another. And and then we come looking for ways to meet our deepest needs with this other person. And we come looking for ways to eradicate our deepest fears of not being enough and not being loved, but what we end up finding out is that our relationships often exasperate those fears and they bring them to the surface. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I know I probably see some hands going up while you guys are listening to me today, but because the reality of it is relationships Magnify and amplify the emotional experience we have with life. And this shift that we experience, if we allow it from me to we, right? From self to, you know, the the consciousness of us, right? It causes us to look deeper into ourselves. And it causes us to face those fears if we want to grow into a mature love and and. And have the relationship that's fulfilling to us. We have to become more mature and more loving as mates. And create a space for love to grow to fulfill our greatest dreams. That is what relationships require of us. Now, if you've only heard that for the first time ever, I'm just preambling into today's episode. But you know, relationship purpose seems to be lost sometimes in our society. Like the purpose of a relationship. I just gave you a little microcosm of what this thing is all about and what you can expect to experience. Many of us don't get the truth. We don't get the straight truth about what relationships are really about. Well, that's what they're about. That's what relationships are about, and and that's why it causes such great anguish in us when things don't go well because it starts to feel personal as though we are the are the major problem and uh we get stuck sometimes and when we get stuck it gets frustrating and we and we feel like the relationships that you know the promise of the relationship feels unfulfilled and then we start to get confused about how we can make things work with our partner and then then we start to really start kind to of, kind of maybe devolve a bit and look at them and think man they just don't get it. How am i supposed to make this thing work when they don't get it? I know what i'm doing. But what about them, you know? I mean, it's tough when things aren't going well. And when we feel as though we're doing everything we can and we just don't know how to make it better, we just start doing the same things over and over again. We get into a pattern, a cycle. We may fight for a bit, but after a while, we're just going to give up. We're going to surrender. We're going to back down. We're going to shut down. And we're going to start asking ourselves really tough questions, right? We're going to start asking things like, hey, well, should we quit this thing and start over with someone new? Or should we stick it out and hope maybe that things will get better? And you start to hope beyond hope. And you don't have much to attach your hope to because you're not sure if anything's going to get better. So today I want to help you make things better. If you're in that situation today, I feel for you. I want you to have what is promised you in a relationship and the love that's available to you and the potential of your relationship to be better. It's there. I know it's there. I don't want to help you achieve that today. And if you're not in that place, let's prevent it from ever happening by listening to what it is that can cause relationships to fail and be killed over time that makes love die. It's a simple, tiny little belief that can get in the way of everything that you desire and all of the fulfillment that you really want. And by now, if you've been listening to me at any great length, you must know, and especially with a show called Create You, you must know that I believe strongly that the solutions to your life's problems don't exist outside of you. They exist within you. And the answers you need are only unlocked when you ask better questions. You must ask yourself better questions. A, better, a, a question that you uh, gets you focused on the problem is, hey, should I start over with someone new? Because all I'm going to get focused on is the someone new and all the problems that I'm having with the person that I'm with. Should I stick it out and hope for things to get better? Automatically, I'm assuming that I'm going to have to suffer through more of these things before things ever get better, and I'm hoping beyond hope, and I have nothing to attach my hope to. These are not good questions. Would you agree? So is it possible then that the reason you're feeling so unfulfilled in your relationship is because of a belief that you could be holding on to? Is it possible that you just are unaware of it completely? Is it possible that you have an expectation that's slowly eating away at your possible happiness and you're living completely unaware of it? Is it possible that this belief, if you identified it, could also be eradicated and erased so that you could experience the fulfillment that you've long felt frustrated out of in your relationship. Well, I think it is possible, my friend, and it's also very simple. Simple things seem to elude us because we want to make things more complex. We believe that when we're looking at problems that are complex, then the solutions must also be complex. But I'm here to tell you that simplicity wins because it gets down to the root of the issue we get deceived easily by complex solutions to what feel like complex uh, to what feel like our complex problems but even when the problem looks complex i can almost virtually guarantee you that the solution is simple and this one is simple it's so simple that it deceives the hearts of so many people in love and ruins many would be successful relationships Now, I've worked with many couples as their coach, and one of the persistent themes of couples that describe themselves as unhappy and unfulfilled sounds something like this. You know, Jeremy, if they would just treat me this way, then I'd feel better. Or, man, if they would just change the way they talk to me, then this whole thing would be able to work out better. And I might even hear this, too. Jeremy, I hate the way they make me feel when they do that. That has to change. That has to change or we just won't survive. So i want to ask you, do you notice a theme? Do you notice a persistent theme that arrives in those three statements and those three conclusions and those three, you know, hypotheses, if you will? Because it's persistent and it's loud and it's right in front of you if you're hearing those three things as a coach. But I'm going to train you to hear them in your own relationship. You know, it's a mind virus, a belief that gets stuck in us. Might have been stuck in there from way early age, from zero to seven. You didn't even know that you that you uh, you didn't choose it. You just absorbed it. Maybe you learned it from watching your own parents' relationships. Maybe you learned it from watching a more influential couple in your life. Maybe you learned it uh, from a religious institution. Maybe you learned it from you know a, a coach or a teacher, someone early on in your life that had a lot of influence over you, and, and you just learned to believe that my partner determines how I feel. That my partner determines how I feel. Now, this is closely related to uh, my circumstances dictate my destiny. My conditions control how I feel. You hear the, you hear the similarities? They're all very, very similar. And, and it comes from this deep sense of victimhood. This idea that life is happening to me and I can't do anything about it because it's the other person that's causing this to happen. So if they would cause something else to happen, then it would cause me to feel differently. And when I felt differently, then things would be better. As long as they kept doing the thing that made me feel better, then life would be better. But then when I chain myself to this belief, what happens? When that other person fails to deliver, then I fail to feel good. Now, is that the way I want my life to turn out? Is that what I want to live? Is that the way that I want this relationship to work? That I rely so heavily on the behaviors and the communication of my partner that they can make me feel a certain way? Are they in charge of my emotions or am I? Do you see how subtle this belief is? The idea that my partner determines how I feel. It's so subtle that many, many times it goes undetected, which is why it's insidious. Do you remember the definition of insidious? It acts slowly and it erodes away at the fabric of what the relationship is built upon because at the heart of this belief is the abdication of personal responsibility. If I can blame the way I feel on my spouse's behavior or on my significant other's communication style, then I don't have to own how I feel. I don't have to own my emotional state. Do you see how this works? It sounds like, I mean, Jeremy, we're in this together, right? They should just do what makes me happy. And when I don't feel happy, it's got to be their fault. Because they didn't do what made me happy. I hear this a lot, so that's why you're, <laughs> you're hearing me say it. With, I'm reciting it with such passion. I hear it a lot at the beginning of a coaching relationship. And I quickly nip it in the bud because it all sounds perfectly sound, uh, logical even, in the moment that you're sharing it. But it has a dreadful outcome, and it's a result that you don't want. So if you want to break through to a better result, which is what this whole show is about... And if you want to break through to a better love and a better partnership and a better relationship, then you have to realize that when our partners feel that they've been made responsible for our happiness, then they get drained and they get exhausted. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to cause resistance between us because they're going to push back on us. They're going to say, wait, 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 I don't want to own that. That's not my fault. That's not my gig. I can't be responsible for that. And then, When I'm trying to give them the responsibility of my feelings, then they're going to push back and give me resistance. And when the resistance gets bigger, then it's going to devolve into a rejection of one another. Then it's going to get personal. I'm going to say, no, 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 not you, not today, not now, not ever. We're going to get rejection oriented. We're going to start taking things personally and feeling as though we are not good enough. In our relationships, and if that happens, it's a real, uh, you know, easy walk to resentment land, where we start to resent one another, and we start to give each other a very difficult to get over story about each other that changes the way our relationship works and eventually kills it, and our love dies. This is why I'm sharing it with you. This is why it's important to pay attention to. Even if you're shaking your head, going, "No, I don't believe that stuff. I don't believe that stuff. I take responsibility for everything." This is very tempting in many conversations for us to just shift blame to the other person and say, hey, well, you made me feel that way, and because you said this, it made me feel this way, and that's why I did that. Eh, that's really subtle. That's a subtle way of saying, I'm not taking responsibility. I'm making you responsible for what happened because you said this first. It it caused me to react this way, and when I reacted this way, then this happened, So, it really all started with you. Do you see how this works? This is really key to identify because we all do it from time to time. But if we do it on a consistent basis and we have this belief that's stuck in us and it's altering the paradigm of the way we feel about our relationship, then it is going to kill us. It's going to kill our love and it's going to kill all love between us and any other person throughout our lifetime because we're not taking responsibility for our emotions. There was an episode a while back where I said there's only two things every relationship needs to be successful. One is a shared vision for your future. Two is emotional mastery. And this, my friends, is emotional mastery taking responsibility. Taking responsibility for the way you feel every minute, every moment of every day. That is what it means to be responsible for your emotions. Because the key. The key, friends, to having the most fulfilling and satisfying relationship with your spouse or significant other is simply to take responsibility for your feelings. We must master our own emotions instead of making our partners responsible for how we feel. Because here's the truth. The truth is only you can determine how you feel. And feelings are of primary importance to the fulfillment of our relationships. Why? Because, like I mentioned earlier, relationships magnify human emotions. And the quality of our lives can be determined in large part by the quality of the emotions we experience on a regular basis. So feelings are monstrously important, and we must Begin the process of mastering them in our own lives and mastering our emotional state by first taking responsibility for them and letting go of the belief that anyone or anything is responsible for how I feel. Only I can be responsible for how I feel. So here's your challenge. Come on over to JeremyFlag.com episode 45. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What emotions do I need to take responsibility for that I've been blaming on my partner? What emotions do I need to take responsibility for that I've been blaming on my partner? I think you'll find it much more empowering to realize that you're in control of the way you feel instead of allowing your power to reside in the control of someone else. Share your comments with me in the show notes. Again, jeremyflag.com slash episode 45. I'd love to hear your voice. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, then be sure to share it with all your friends on social media. And please consider, if you haven't yet, taking just 30 seconds of your time to rate and review the show in iTunes or Stitcher. Tell everyone you know how much you loved it so that more people just like you will be given the edge to create the life and relationship that they really, really want. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud so you don't miss any more episodes because i got some great life-changing material coming up. Not just focused on relationships, but on your life in general. You can always go back into the archives as well. JeremyFlag.com slash podcast and you'll find the whole list of episodes that we have given to you since last September. So, as we close this episode, I left you with a lot to think about, but one major belief that can really kill your relationship. And if you just let it go, if you just replace it with the idea that you have to take responsibility by empowering yourself to be responsible for your own feelings, you're going to have more fulfillment and more happiness in your relationship every single day. So as we close this episode, I want to leave you with a quote from author Kevin Everett Fitzmorris, who said this, maturity begins the day you take responsibility for your own feelings. I could not agree more. In order to have a fulfilling relationship, you must get rid of the belief that your partner determines how you feel because only you determine how you feel. Have a breakthrough day, friends, and I will talk with you again soon. thanks for listening for more tips about how to create the life work and relationship you love just head over to jeremyflag.com, where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode and don't forget to share your comments with me i'd love to hear your voice if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review for me in the itunes store if you're listening on apple's podcast app just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says please rate and review the show in itunes Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag CreateU. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on CreateU and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life-changing episode. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.